ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up in the middle. Got Parker's it. got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit it in. Gregory touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. In go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing in the mix. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, FM, heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing on the ESPN app. Seen, heard, and everything in between, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages at the magical, wonderful, spectacular. Christmas Miracle, known as QSportsTalk.com, where you can watch us do the show as we do the show. You can watch us do the show when we're not doing the show during commercial breaks because we keep the camera on, keep the microphones on, keep the live chat rolling. Even when the radio audience is in a break via the magic of technology, it's a beautiful thing. And all the hijinks and tomfoolery that come from the world of QSportsTalk.com Com. So if you're listening on the radio, if you are watching on QSportsTalk.com or both, we do appreciate that. We're glad you're here on this Thursday, December the 8th, 2022. And boy, we've got a lot to get into today. There is some breaking news out there. It has been reported within the hour. If you have not heard, Pete Thamel of ESPN first to note that Syracuse is going to lose its defensive coordinator, Tony White will accept the same position with Matt Rule at Nebraska. So that stings. That is a big loss for Syracuse football on many fronts, and we will certainly discuss in first reactions and answer that eternal question, why? Why would Tony White take that job? I don't think anybody's really surprised because he was a hot commodity in the coaching world. He did a lot of great work with the Syracuse defense. These things are about connections and people and you know, Matt Rule does have a little bit of history with Tony White. Was that a factor? And, and all the questions that come to mind here and what Syracuse not only does in the, um, you know, kind of in the immediate term to replace him, but what they do in the long term to ensure when you get a coach like that, you don't let him go. We will discuss that certainly today. John Murphy, the voice of the Buffalo Bills, will join us for his Thursday visit here on the block as the Bills get ready to take on the Jets this upcoming weekend. Uh, back on a Sunday, not another Thursday night game or some kind of weird uh, situation for the Bills back on kind of a normal schedule after what amounted to a mini bye week after the Thursday, Thursday run Thanksgiving into last Thursday into this game with the Jets. 
We are going to talk with uh, Bobby Bancroft later in the show. Bobby writes for and does a podcast for Casual Hoya, which is one of the great sources of all things Georgetown out there. And Georgetown you know, did beat Siena last night, so they got that going for them, which is nice. But uh, certainly they're having a struggle this year. There's a lot of cries in the Georgetown area to move on from Patrick Ewing as head coach. They were letting people in for free last night at that game and where the rivalry stands and all the discussion of Syracuse-Georgetown. So let's start to turn the page towards that game and see not only what Georgetown's all about on the court, but how they're kind of feeling on their side of the rivalry. We'll do that later in the show. Thursday is draft day on the block. That will happen later on in the program. We're going to keep our TV themes going a little bit here, but really related to sports. Today, Josh Jordan and I, We'll draft the Mount Rushmore of TV sports themes. These are those themes you hear when you watch televised sports and sports highlight shows. Okay. We actually have to kind of nail down the parameters of this. Maybe we'll discuss it a little bit during Q Sports Talk breaks because I brought up one that I want to put in there, and Josh, you know, pushed a little bit. He he said, oh, I didn't know that was in the categories. Think of TV sports themes. We will draft the Mount Rushmore of that, R.H. Mount Rushmore of that, later in the show. So, uh, as you can tell, a busy day. I could do the whole show about the incompetence of the Boston Red Sox by letting Xander Bogarts go to San Diego in the fashion that they did, or on another front, a much happier front, give you a full breakdown of Tage Thompson's five-goal performance for the Buffalo Sabres last night. Whoa! What do we got here, kids? But uh, we will uh, stick to the task at hand and what is out there. So as noted, uh, just reported within the hour, Pete Thamel, Syracuse alum, former uh, Syracuse.com post-standard writer, now with ESPN, has reported that Tony White is going to leave Syracuse and will take the same position as defensive coordinator at Nebraska. Uh, Pete also noting that uh, in this cycle, okay, just in this cycle, that Tony had multiple offers out there. Let me uh, read you exactly what Pete just put out there within the hour. Sources. Nebraska is hiring Syracuse defensive coordinator Tony White as the school's next defensive coordinator. He runs a 3-3-5 defense and has emerged as one of the top ACC coordinators. Pete also notes, uh, White brings prior assistant experience at Arizona State, New Mexico, and San Diego State. He had multiple offers in this cycle and picked Nebraska. So there were options on the table for Tony White. So why Nebraska? Well, there is a connection there with Matt Rule. Those two did cross paths, albeit briefly, but cross paths at UCLA. Matt Rule was a defensive coach on the UCLA staff in the early 2000s. Tony White was coming through as a player and then got a grad degree from UCLA at that time. Matt Rule loves the 3-3-5 defense. It's what he ran at Baylor, so he knows it. He appreciates it. And he looked out there and he said, who is the best coach in college football, in his opinion, running the 3-3-5? And he landed on Tony White. Tony White's got a sparkling reputation out there in terms of the, you know, these guys know each other. They go to the the, the same convention every year, and coaching is a small world, and they kind of know who the hot candidates are right, and who the names are that are ready to be head coaches. 
Tony White's name, and this is not a head coaching position, but he certainly will ascend to that position at some point somewhere. I honestly thought he'd be in the mix for some jobs there this cycle, but, you know, not this time around, but uh, Tony White's going to be a head coach at some point. Rest assured, you and me. Obviously, the money's bigger at Nebraska than it is at Syracuse. Look, Nebraska's been a tire fire as of late. There's a reason they're completely hitting the reset button. And remember, they, in the same cycle that Dino Babers was hired here, was looking for a new head coach. Syracuse fans were pining for Scott Frost. Scott Frost ends up at Nebraska. Scott Frost fell on his face at Nebraska. They lost a lot of close games, and here is a celebrated alum, somebody that they went all in on, and the fans out there were all in on themselves and failed. Stumbled to the finish line here. And think of the resources you have in the Big Ten. Think of the tradition at Nebraska and what they're trying to keep up with in the world of the Big Ten. They still have a ton of money, and they still have a ton of passion and alums that will do anything possible and what is the Nebraska football is it out there that you have certain markets out there where that's all you have and that's all you talk about 365 days a year and in Lincoln Nebraska that's their world Nebraska football there's still a ton of money out there the money they had to spend to get Matt rule right think of the buyouts and everything that it was involved there how much money the Carolina Panthers are paying him not to coach them I mean good gig if you can get it but Matt Rule is still a highly reputable college head coach based on what he did at Temple, based on what he did at Baylor, and is still considered one of the smartest coaches out there. He failed with the Carolina Panthers miserably, okay? But some guys just don't make that next step, and that philosophy doesn't carry over. Nebraska threw everything they had at Matt Rule, and obviously they backed up the Brinks truck for Tony White as well. I think money is a factor. I'd like to see the parameters of Tony White's contract, which we don't unfortunately get to see due to the private nature of Syracuse University. But look, Tony White was paid well as a defensive coordinator. Nebraska can pay more. I don't know this offhand because I haven't seen the contract, but I would imagine that Syracuse tried to at least match it, tried to put up something. Perhaps there's a buyout of some sort in his contract, so Syracuse might be getting something back for losing Tony White. From everything I've been able to gather just within the hour here, it seems amicable. It doesn't seem like this was a situation where Tony was unhappy here. It's just, you know, you keep getting these phone calls and you keep getting these offers, and eventually you're just going to say yes to one of them. I think some people are surprised that it's a lateral move in the sense of the same position. Like if Tony White was going to leave here, it was going to be as a head coach somewhere else. You also have to keep in mind what we don't know, and you have to keep the window open here. Is there something we're missing here? I mean, the money is going to be better at Nebraska. There's no doubt about that. The Big Ten is a better football league than the ACC. There's certainly that. The personal connections that are out there, like we said, there is a connection there with Matt Rule that I'd like to hear more about, and I'm sure we'll hear more about as uh, the days come here with why he decided to take this job. What other considerations are out there? Is there some sort of personal connection in Nebraska? Now, remember, when he took this job here, a lot of people said, well, what are you coming to Syracuse for from Arizona State? His mom was out this way, right? Some people don't think about that as a reason why people take these kind of jobs, but there is always a person. Think of the options that were on the table for Tony White. Okay, so what made Nebraska stand out? We named a few of them, certainly, but 
Is there a personal connection, a family connection, something that makes you say, I want to go there, that would make you take that job over here? Because, look, this can't be easy. With the relationships that Tony White has established here, I mean, his players love him. I was having a conversation with Caleb Okachuku at Syracuse's last media session before the Boston College game, and Tony White came up, and I just asked the question. I'll have to pull up the audio and see if we can play it for you here. But I just asked Caleb flat out, I'm like, Tony's going to be a head coach, isn't he? And he, his eyes just lit up, and he looked at me. He's like, I tell people that all the time, right? So the players know, and they connect with him, and he's got a great scheme, and he is a player's coach in the sense that they respect and appreciate him. I think there's a lot of people out there that wanted to see Tony stick around in some sort and be the next head coach here. I mean, just live in a, in a world here. Where if Tony White was named the head coach of this football team today, the coach in waiting, let's say, they pulled a Mike Hopkins. They don't do this in football as often as they do in basketball, but let's say that happened. Who would oppose that? Who would push back on that? Let's be honest here. John Wildhack came out today and said, Tony White's our coach in waiting. Dino's going to coach next year, two more, whatever it is. Tony White's our guy. The collective response to that would be relief. The collective response to that would be excitement, enthusiasm. You found your guy, you identified him, you set him up, he's going to be the next head coach. Was there an effort made for that to happen? And again, Tony has a choice in that. So what I think we're going to start to see happen here is this will be related to Mike Hopkins. And a lot of people are going to start to look at this as the one who got away. Now, remember, Mike Hopkins had a choice in that matter. When somebody called me the other day and I hung up on him immediately, because what I don't want to hear about that is Syracuse let Mike Hopkins get away. Mike Hopkins had a coaching waiting job ready. Another opportunity came at Washington that suited him, like I said, personal connections. There are matters beyond money and, and the things on the surface, why people take jobs and uproot their lives and their families to take these things. Mike Hopkins had a choice there. Tony White had a choice here. I would imagine that Syracuse put up a fight to keep him. Now, it does speak to Syracuse is not a destination place for a lot of these coaches. It is a stepping stone. They obviously didn't have everything on the table to match that. Tony White had a choice in this. But Syracuse failed to keep him. So why did they fail to keep him? I think a lot of those answers are, are right out there. They can't pay him what Nebraska's going to pay him. It's not the Big Ten, and there's just certain things that Syracuse cannot honestly offer back to Tony White that Nebraska can, and that's unfortunate. So in the immediate aftermath, you know, who coaches in the bowl game? I would imagine Nick Monroe would probably get the tab to to call the plays and be the defensive coordinator. I mean, Tony's not coaching the bowl game. I That's... I don't know that to be true at this point, but I, I would imagine they're just going to let him move on at this point. It'd be great if he did, but you know we're in a recruiting season. This is the other thing. We're uh, how many days here from early signing day, December twenty first. Now you got to wrap up all the Tony White recruits. You have to reassure your defense, and now Dino is already pretty busy. Here you have. Getting ready for a bowl game. The transfer portal's open. We mentioned signing day. Now you got to find a new defensive coordinator. 
Not easy to do, especially in this cycle with other coaches that are committed elsewhere and what their recruits are. And It's silly season. Coaches are changing everywhere right now, so you just kind of dive in that pool. And then do you have the resources to pay that coordinator what they deserve? I mean, Tony earned a certain rate in a certain – I don't know what the number is because it's hard to get those numbers out of Syracuse University. It's like getting blood from a stone, frankly. But – he earned status as one of the higher-paid defensive coordinators in the ACC. I don't know where he would stack up nationally because think of some of the coordinators out there like before Brent Venables got a head coaching job and some of those big names that were making big money as coordinators. Syracuse certainly isn't paying that. It stinks. There's no way around this. This hurts. This is one that's going to hurt, and it's one that Dino's got to react to, and a lot of fans just are not surprised to hear the news, but also didn't want to hear the news, if that makes any sense, right? I mean, when Tony White took over this defense, they were 94th in the country in yards per play. This year, they got to top 20. I wrote an article about this last week. I retweeted it on my timeline, if you want to go back and check it out, at Brent Dax Media. So, the column was seven stats that show what Syracuse football did right and must improve on. So when you looked at the defensive numbers, and I'll just pull them up for you here real quick. When you look at the defensive numbers on this team and where they rate them, metrics aren't everything, but when they all line up like this, you know you're doing something right. So here's Syracuse's defense. Okay, when you explosive plays are a big stat amongst the coaching world, so I'm just going to go through a few right here. Explosive plays. 10-plus yards, Syracuse ranked 25th in the country. They only gave up 136 of those. 20-plus yard explosive plays, Syracuse gave up 32. That ranked 5th in the country. 30-plus yards, they gave up 14. That was top 10 in the country. 40-plus yards, top 20 in the country, right? The defense was top 25 overall. Like every metric, every stat, Check, 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 check. Think of the talent that has been developed here and gone on to the National Football League. It became secondary U for a while. Um, Mikel Jones is going to play in the National Football League. Marlo Wax is going to play in the National Football League. Deuce Chestnut is going to play in the National Football League. Garrett Williams is going to play in the National Football League. Not all these players were recruited by Tony White. He, He inherited some of these guys, certainly, but developed them into the talent that they are. And I think a lot of those players would credit him. Okay, Josh Black, think of the talent he is. Caleb Bocachuco. I'm going to leave a few names out here. Think of what that defense went through, how thin it got due to injury and just kept making plays and you know kind of held firm. Now, the weakness would be Syracuse against the run. Syracuse against the run this year, that was troubling. That was the problem, and I think you can attribute some of that to the injuries, but not all of it the injuries so you know everybody's got a little a little weakness a little peccadillo that you have to kind of coach around but most of the metrics everything you look at Tony White was the complete package so I think those unanswered questions are the ones we've got to get the answers to but remember through all of this I think some criticism of Syracuse for Dino Babers would be valid for John Wildhack whoever you want to point at but Tony White had a choice here And Tony White weighed everything and felt Nebraska was best for him. And there's a lot of things that go into those decisions, and I'm telling you, don't underestimate 
a personal connection, a family connection, a Matt Rule connection, something that may not necessarily rank above money, status, all those things, but it's a factor. It's a factor. And did Tony White leave the Syracuse defense and Syracuse football a better place by coming here? Unequivocally, yes. But now the challenge is to find somebody to step in and do what he did here, and that is not going to be easy at all. There was also a report out there today, which we can discuss a little bit later on. Not a report. It wasn't even a report. Bruce Feldman, who is as well-connected a college football reporter as there is, and I have immense respect for Bruce Feldman, wrote a piece basically saying these would be good candidates for the Purdue job. Jeff Brom takes the Purdue job. The Purdue job opens up. Who could take his place? You know the first name on that list? Dino Babers. Dino Babers. Now, that's not like I'm hearing reporting. It's not a Pete Thamel type thing. It's Bruce Feldman looking at the situation. Frankly, I think it's Dino Baber's agent working the room here to try and get an extension out of John Wildhack. I asked John Wildhack that directly last week on a chat on Syracuse.com, and his answer was, as long as Dino keeps improving this program, he'll keep coaching here. He did not get into whether or not they have discussed an extension or what's on the table there. So here we are a week later. And you got Bruce Feldman, who knows every agent in the world, saying that, hey, Dino would be great for that job. When on the surface, if I'm at Purdue and I'm getting a 36 and 48 head coach, it's got two winning seasons in seven years, and I was in the Big Ten title game this year, I don't think I'd be happy about that. And that's no offense to Dino, but just look at the record. I think Feldman was stretching a little bit there with his prior connections there. He does know the Midwest, obviously, Bowling Green, Eastern Illinois. Dino coached at Purdue in the early 1990s, but. I, I, I'm not, that doesn't pass the smell test to me. But Feldman is credible and Feldman is connected. So if he's putting it out there, there's some smoke where that fire is. Not that they want him, but that, you know, someone's trying to get an extension here. So there's a lot of moving parts here. And what else could uh, come from this, right? Short term uh, questions you got to answer. And of course, the long term ones as well. So, uh, to wrap this up, we'll get back to some of this later in the show, but to kind of put a, a cherry on this Sunday, no one is surprised to hear this news, but it's the news no one wanted to hear. We shall break on that. No, come back. We'll keep the football talk going with John Murphy. We'll talk Syracuse Georgetown throughout the show. You got to give me a couple minutes to rant about the Red Sox, just being completely incompetent with this Xander Bogarts thing. Man, we should, we, we need four hours today. It's one of those days. We need four hours to get to all this, but we shall do our best with the two hours we've been allotted. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. The Syracuse football defense needs a new remedy now. Tony White, out. Taking the same gig at Nebraska. More to come on that in the coming days. In the short term, what Syracuse does to you know run a defense against Minnesota in the pinstripe bowl, but certainly who takes over? Do they stick with the 3-3-5 and all the questions that have to be answered? 
about this one. In the meantime, Thursdays are draft day on the block, and our draft today returns to the world of TV themes. We had a lot of fun doing that. TV themes instrumental, TV themes with lyrics, and we said at some point we'll have to do sports TV themes, and today is the day. Josh is here. Jordan will join us shortly to be a part of this draft, uh, and I feel like there's not going to be any sleeper picks here. I feel like you're going to know what these are. Now, these are TV themes you would you would see in here on just, you know, games and studio shows yeah, that I, you know and love. And you're going to hear them, and you're going to kind of get the brain going, oh, what about this one? And I do have to take one sleeper that's close to heart that we'll get to later. Okay. But th- there's a lot of chalk in this draft for sure. Now, we have to determine draft order. And uh, it has been pointed out to me that I give myself the first pick too often. You do? Well, it is my show. Is it? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. But um, I'm not going to do that. Okay. This time. I'm going to make you and Jordan fight to the death. And then whoever wins that fight gets the first pick. I think we both know I would and win And then I'll have fight. to find somebody else to draft because that other person won't be with us here. Now, I want you guys to punch each other in the face until somebody concedes the first pick. Who would you pick in that fight? I would actually, um, I would pick Jordan. I would pick Jordan. I appreciate that. Jordan has a tenacity, and he watches a lot of UFC. So I, you do, I, you do too. But I, I would actually go Jordan in that draft. So I will let you pick first. Okay, Josh. I appreciate that. I will pick second. Jordan will pick third. Jordan, you good with that? Okay. Here we go. So with the first pick, sports TV themes draft. Josh will select. I'm going to go about as chalk as chalk gets. Okay. This was a late entry that I cut about 10 minutes ago, but I think okay. it's a clear one. You know which one I'm going with? No. Sports Center. Here it is. There are several variations of the Sports Center theme. Sports Center. But it has that da 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 da. Right. It's specifically just that step. Theme to it. Okay. Not a bad first pick. Iconic. It has been uh, somewhat altered through the years, but has that familiar theme to it. Okay. Sports Center goes first in this draft. With the second pick in the sports TV themes draft, I will select uh, what would have been my first pick all along, no matter where I stood in the draft order. The epic. NBA on NBC theme, which has been tragically ripped off by Fox Sports and put on their college basketball theme, which is just no. No is the answer to that. John Tesh, the man, the myth, the legend, called himself on his answering machine because it came to him and he had to get it down on tape right away and we have just glory here. This is the NBA on NBC. Tonight, the Chicago Bulls and the Seattle Sonics. Game six of the NBA Finals. Like, this is... It's more epic than that. Come on. This is another one of those moments where we have a big generational gap here because that, to me, is the Fox College basketball musical. Oh, you, how dare you speak that blasphemy and give it any sort of credence. Over to Jordan for pick number three. Um, basketball. Uh, okay. That's a very good one. Yep. Um, 
And I do respect uh, there's a little harder the champion Nelly in there. Yep. But my personal favorite basketball song is not NBC. Okay. But it belongs to our friends uh, Chuck and Ernie and okay. our great cast on TNT. Right here. I don't think this is quite as well known. I think the show is what stands out more than the theme. I wouldn't even know this theme. Stop the top of my oh, head. Wait. Well, the beginning isn't where it gets good, but once right. they get into the, I can dig it. I can dig it. Here we go. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm glad uh, my pick went first, and it, it's deserved spot in, in the packing That's order. That's disappointing. Oh, okay, so we're skipping on the part where it's... Well, then line that up. Where is I, it? I will say... Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. Of course, we get in it. took 45 seconds to get There we go. That's better. Back over to Josh. His second pick, the fourth overall. None of you picked the best basketball one. Really? Yeah. My number two on my board is the best basketball one, and that's the March Madness theme. That's a good one. That's a good one. This just gets the juices flowing. Three out of four picks basketball so far. Wow. This is soundtrack. This is the soundtrack for an entire month of your life. Yep. Okay. Okay, so that is pick four. Josh, you're going to be upset because with the fifth pick. I am going to select. Hello, friends. That was my next pick. Welcome to Augusta. Tiger Woods is about to eat. A granola bar. Let's all watch. I mean, how's it get better now? I do want to say, though, I love that this got selected immediately after March Madness got yeah. selected because that's how it plays out in my One mind. One right to the next. Exactly. One of the great times of year in sports. So I swiped your pick. This is inevitably going to happen in this draft. So now you got to adjust and go to the next one on your board. Let's go to Jordan first. And then we'll see what uh, Josh adjusts to, unless that was going to be your next pick. Oh, I'm forgetting the order so bad. I'm so I'm barely here right now. Um, but I am here. And hi, Jordan, Brent. Nice <laughs> to meet nice you. To I'm the host of the show. Nice to meet you. Good to see you. Quite a fine program here. you have here. Hey, okay, I appreciate. <laughs> it. About, who are you? I'm Josh. Nice to meet you, buddy. Oh, no, I think we met you. once or twice. What before? do you do here? It's a good question. I wish I knew the answer to that. <laughs> um, what is it you do? I'm surprised football hasn't even been addressed yet, and this actually wasn't always my favorite but i have turned a new leaf and i think the best football open okay. is nfl on cbs really yes. strongly agree really strongly agree i don't agree with that. they're I, all solid i know there's another- i think I think this is the best. It's one A and one B. They're all solid. It's one A and one. B. I don't know if that'd go with my pick, my first pick. Though. It's good. It's, it's solid though. I don't think there's a bad pick in this draft. That's the beauty of it. Okay, Josh, I swiped your master's pick. So uh, what's your adjustment? I'm gonna swipe one of your picks then. Oh, don't you do it. You're not gonna take like the Which one? golf theme. No. <laughs> Which one? It's not time for the blind side, but I'll still have you play it. Oh, you took it. Now, all right, 
I'll play this one. Okay. I have to. NFL primetime. It's a classic. See, there's a lot of great themes on NFL primetime, but this, when you heard this, that's the game. This was the game where Berman just took it to that next level, right? And often what you would hear in a company with this is no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All right, I'm not happy that you took that pick. I did want it select that, but uh, just go, we can just go right down the board here, okay? We go right down the board, and I'm going to go with this one. Let's get some hockey on the table. That's not hockey. Uh, that ain't what it. happened there? <laughs> Whoops. Now, here it is. Can I tell you how happy this made me when ESPN got the National Hockey League back, and this was back in my life? NHL coverage, I think of Gary Thorne, I think of Steve Levy, I think of ESPN 2 NHL tonight. In fact, that's back in my life. Terrific. Got to get some hockey in there. Got a few good ones left on the board, boys. Let's see what's next. I'm shocked. NFL primetime wasn't even my second NFL. Really? I don't really care about that song if I'm not hearing whoops and Raiders and Pierre the Waiter. We Like... Dude, I guess associate the two the together. The fact though, that I'm getting point. NFL on CBS and NFL on Fox. That's, that's by far the worst NFL crazy. That's pretty solid. Man. I think. No, it's not the worst. Get by far here. the worst Get NFL. How dare you? This is the best one. Of the, oh. of the four core, CBS, NBC, Fox, this is the best one. That's a bad take. That's no, not that's a bad take. That's not a bad take. Okay. Uh, hustle down the stretch here, boys. I-, I told you I had to take one close to heart. Final three picks. Nothing like hearing this song on a beautiful summer night. Get to relax. Watch some New York Mets baseball. Yeah. This is great vibes. Sure. Let's move on. The next pick. My final pick. This is tough, man. It's tough to whittle it down here. But I feel like, is it not on here? Is it? I don't think we have it. Oh, no. I don't think we have it. Which one? Do you know which one I'm talking about? I don't know if I do. I don't think it's here. Monday Night Football. NFL on ESPN. Oh, NFL. Is that? Yeah. That wrong button. Sorry. NFL on ESPN. Okay, my fault. It just wasn't labeled Monday Night Football. It's not always Monday Night. Now, do you go with this, or do you go with the the Hank Williams Monday Night Football theme, which was a banger for a while until he got canceled? <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, and Jordan will take us home. Final pick in the draft is what? So this is going to be super unpopular, but, you know, that's just what I do. I'm a martyr. I'm that guy. I don't care what you think. Uh, A lot of you aren't going to like this because you probably haven't heard it. But as an avid viewer of UFC, nothing gets you hyped for a fight while they're doing tail of the tape like that leader, baby. I I I wouldn't even know this if you played it for me a hundred times. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there probably agree with you. Just wait. It gets fun here. 
going with that. This goes so hard, dude. The fighters are like shadow it, it boxing it's in the very locker good room. I'm going with this. I'm fired up now. Glide down the home stretch next. Stay right there.